In the name of God the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The God of the Bible is a God who speaks, and what he says goes. And he says, let there be light, and there is light. And we're in the season of light. We're in the season of epiphany. Epiphany means literally the light shines. The light shining out. And during the season of epiphany, we're seeing the light shining out in the darkness in the face of Jesus Christ our Lord. We're seeing who he is and the divine light of God that is coming into the world in and through him. And we're seeing what God is doing in and through his only begotten son. And today we're seeing what God is doing in and through baptism. And we're going to reflect today upon the gift of baptism. So go back to the, the book of Genesis. We had here a wonderful Bible teacher uh, at one of our Bible symposiums, Father John Baer, the great Orthodox priest and theologian. And he is very uh, fond of making the point that um, everything that God makes in the creation story in Genesis, he makes by the fiat of his word. He says, let there be light, and there's light. He says, let there be water, the waters be separated, and they're separated. Uh, let there be the dry land, there's dry land. Let there be birds, and they're birds. Let there be fish, and they're fish. Let there be green growing things and they're green growing things. And then he gets to the human beings. And he says, let, let us create them, the human being, them. Let us create them in our image, male and female. Let us create them. And uh, everything is by fiat until it gets to the human beings. And then it's a process. And there is an intimacy with God in this process. He breathes his own breath into them. And Father Bear points out that the process is complete on the cross of Jesus Christ. It's when he stretches out his arms of love upon the hardwood of the cross so that the whole world might come within the reach of his saving embrace and says, it is finished. And what is finished? What is finished is the creation of the human being or the recreation of the human being. Because they're created, the image bearers of God. That story in the book of Genesis is a recognizable story in the ancient world. It's the story of how we got our temple and how we got the statue that's in the middle of our temple. And this is a very familiar kind of story in that, in that milieu, which is you know on the first day, on the second day, on the third day, and so on. And it describes the building of the temple, except in the Genesis story, it's not a building, it's the garden. It's the cosmos. It's the created order. And then when we get to the part in the story where we should find out how it came to be that the statue fell down from the sky, instead of the statue falling down from the sky, God forms humanity out of the stuff of the creation and breathes his own life into us. And the man and the woman together are the image bearers, uh, the uh, 
the image bearers of the living God in the midst of his good creation. And they bear his image in their sacrificial love for each other, their sacrificial praise and worship of him, and in their reverent stewardship for the good creation. The story goes on. We know it. They lose this. They turn away from it. They let it fall to the ground. And the image is not destroyed, but the image is marred. It's distorted. It needs to be repaired. It needs to be redeemed. It needs to be healed. It needs to be recreated. It needs to be rescued. It needs to be saved. It needs to be perfected. It needs to be completed. And that process is finished in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so St. Irenaeus, Irenaeus says, the glory of God is a human being fully alive, a real human being. What is he talking about? Who is he talking about? He's talking about Jesus Christ, the Lord, the real human being, who has come and immersed himself in our reality. This is what the word baptism means. The word baptism means immersion. There he is at the River Jordan. And he's going under that water. The water over which the Spirit brooded in the beginning of creation. And through which God brought a cosmos out of a chaos. The water through which he led them from slavery into freedom. The water through which he led them from the desert into the land of promise. The water through which he brought them again from exile to restoration. And now here he comes, immersed in our human reality, in all of God's saving action to create for himself a new humanity created in each one of us, each man and each woman, restored, redeemed, healed, and in God's good time, perfected human nature, and also a restored, redeemed, healed, and perfected human community. Salvation in the Bible is not some arbitrary reward that is given at the end for good behavior of some sort, whether it be the accumulation of good deeds or even believing the right thing in the right way. Salvation is life with God as part of his people. And it begins right now. And the sacrament, that is the the association of God's creative word with an effectual sign, the sacrament of entry into this salvation is the sacrament of baptism. God is recreating the human community and he's creating a special people for himself through which he's going to gather all of the people, all of the different races, all of the different ethnicities into one 
people in the book of Revelation, it says, a family drawn from every family, language, tribe, and nation. And we puzzle how this will be for the Buddhists and how this will be for the Hindus and how this will be for the members of Islam and how this will be for people of goodwill who follow no particular God. I don't know. God knows. But it falls to us to proclaim that God's saving act, his recreating act, his act to recreate you and me, to redeem, renew, heal, and perfect you and me, and his saving act to redeem and perfect the human community has appeared in Jesus Christ the Lord. And he stretched out his arms upon the cross and that he says, it's finished, it's done, it's accomplished. And now it exists as a saving reality. And we are invited, we are called by the Holy Spirit to come in under it right now. And as he was immersed in our reality, to become by the power of the Holy Spirit immersed in his reality. And as the divine love cascades out upon us, have formed in us this human, this humanity which reaches up to God in praise and adoration and reaches out to each other in love and sacrifice. This is the baptism that he's come for. He says, I have a baptism to be baptized with and how I am constrained until it is accomplished. And there upon the cross it is accomplished. And now this accomplished work is offered to us. And it's offered to us in this sacrament of initiation, this sacrament of baptism. And one of, my, one of my favorite sayings about baptism is a saying from the Anglican theologian E.L. Maskell. He says, baptism is the beginning of the Christian life. It's not the substitute for it. Baptism is the beginning of the Christian life. It's not the substitute for it. So the new humanity and the new human community, they exist. It's been accomplished. It's been created and recreated in Jesus Christ the Lord. And the gift of this new life with God and with each other is offered to us in baptism. And when we are baptized, we objectively come in under this gift and have a regeneration, a new beginning, a new birth in this new reality. But the new reality is there as a gift. And the gift must be received and must be grasped. Now, God will not let us go. It is not in the nature of God to let us go. God is faithful to his promises. And the promise that he has given us in our baptism is, you are my beloved child. I delight in you. But the question is not whether God will let us go, but whether we will go with God or not. And whether we will bathe in our baptism, whether we will luxuriate in it, whether we will continue to stay immersed in it and come week by week and, and 
understand here is the heavens open and the spirit descends and the divine voice proclaims to us again what in and through the Son and the Holy Spirit the Father wants to do with us, which is to make us his own and make us his image-bearing people. I'll leave you with two scriptural reflections upon the significance of baptism. What is God doing in and through Jesus Christ in our baptism? One from the fourth chapter of the letter to the Romans. St. Paul is talking about God, about the God of Abraham. Who is this God? He is the God who quickens the dead. He is the God who quickens the dead and calleth the things that are not as though they are. He is the God who quickens the dead and calleth the things that are not as though they are. What are the things that are not? We are not. We don't have real human life. We don't have the fullness of it. We don't have the, the glory of God in the human being fully alive, with the heart that's fully alive to God and fully alive to each other. To the degree that we don't have that, we're dead. But God quickens the dead and calleth the things that are not as though they are. St. Peter, in his first letter in the second chapter, talks about it this way, about the call of baptism. Ye are a chosen generation. You see, the plan for salvation has been hidden for the ages, but now it's been revealed in Jesus Christ the Lord. Ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that's what King James says. Um, the Southern writer, Christian writer Flannery O'Connor says, ye shall know the truth and it shall make ye strange. But we're God's, um, we're God's own people, called out to be his instrument through which he blesses all of humanity and restores it to itself. That ye show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Which, in the way the King James translated, means who, in times past were not a people, did not have a real reconciled community that is characterized by the shalom of God. My peace, he says, I give to you, not as the world gives, but as I give. In times past were not a people, but now are the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. This is the gift of our baptism, the quickening of the dead, the making of what we are not into what we are, the reconciling of us to God and to each other. And God, through the Son and the Holy Spirit, by his power working in us, to make us his own and make us a blessing to the world and the instrument through which he gathers up all his lost children and returns them to himself. This is the gift of baptism. 
renewed by the Holy Spirit. It's nurtured by the ordinary means of grace, the reading of the Bibleship, the fellowship that we share, the walking in such good works as God gives us to walk in, by almsgiving. It can be neglected, it can be refused, it can be embraced, it can be something that we immerse ourselves in. And taste even now of the salvation of God, which is to have fellowship with him and each other in Jesus Christ the Lord. In the name of God the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.